and to further our extensive Sunday morning rivalry, we have Reverend Dr. Patrick Cameron. Yay! Over. Thank hey, come here. Give me a hug. Sorry. You weren't. Off the stage last? Yeah. No, never again. How many here were here last week when I fell off the stage? Yeah. Well, burn that into your memory because it's never going to happen again. I just got uh, too excited. But, uh, and Garth, before I forget, would you save me? Uh, you have how many CDs, different CDs you have? The one? Would you save me one? Because they're all going to be gone. Because uh, we, we'll, we can use that song when you're not here to do some dancing sometimes. And I do have the... I got it down. <laughs> all right. Here we are. You know, it really is, it really is in, in many ways an incubator that we step into each week. And, and the consciousness and the love that comes with the, the, the first group is beautiful and wonderful, and then we get to build off that. So it's very interesting to be part of this. So it's quite lovely. With that said, and in this spirit of celebration and dance and movement and mystery and wonder, I'm going to invite you to sing a song with me. If some of you would like to stand and sing, that's great. If not, please stay seated. And now say a prayer. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear for spirit one spirit is in this very room in this very I'd like to invite you to just take a deep breath in this moment. Hold it for a moment or two and then release it. A breath, as the Hindus would say, is Brahma, the breath of the divine. A breath is a reminder to each and every one of us that spirit is always present in our lives. And most potently and beautifully and fully orbed when we are aware of it when we invite it into our experiences. So in this affirmative prayer, I invite that experience to be my experience and, I, and, and your participation in that only requires a yes, a willingness to crack the door open just a bit so the light of spirit may shine forth into my heart, into my mind, into your heart, into your mind. And so I stand in that awareness and that recognition and knowing that my divine daughtership and sonship with that infinite divine intelligence with the divine is here and now mine to claim.
And in claiming that, what I know is that I am guided at the deepest levels of my knowing and my intuition and in, my, in the conversations that I have with people, in the beautiful song and dance that was shared with me, to remind me of the celebration that life is, how beautiful it is to have ears to hear and voices to speak and to sing and bodies to move in, to hug, to love one another, to love the planet by means of everything we think, do, and say. This is the activity of spirit on this planet. God can only do for us what God can do through us. And so I know this day as a result of spending this time in contemplation and declaration and revelation and releasing whatever is no longer important to my continued flourishing and blossoming to be a gift on this planet is made available. So I give thanks here and now for all the blessings, for all the generations whose shoulders I stand upon and you stand upon for mothers and fathers and grandparents back to time immortal that have taken birth and taken form so you and I may be together at this point in time and be about the business of revealing spirit in our everyday lives in a powerful, beautiful, loving way. I give thanks. I release these words. Knowing it is already done in the mind of the one, I release anything contrary to what I have just affirmed, eradicated and dissipated, and no longer do I give it any attention or energy. With that said, I invite you to say with me, and so it is. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you, Brown, and thank you, Garth, once again. We are, uh, if you were here last week, anybody here that wasn't here last week? Awesome, 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 good. What we did last week is I'm going to review it a little bit, and it's always good to go over it again. I did a process, and I'm going to go back into it with you. To this uh, in a moment, but this is a, uh, we're doing our clean slate week. And so what you'll you see on the tables in front of you are uh, tiles. They're about uh, two and a half inches by two and a half inches um, on each table on the sides. And in the center, there are three tiles. And what inspires this is last week we did our releasing ceremony. So if you weren't here, there, are, there is some... Um, Flash paper on the table and a single candle. Last week, everyone, we did the process. We're going to repeat it very quickly this week so people are caught up to what we're doing. But what it was, was a, it was a symbolic measure of releasing which no longer serves us. And so we take the, and I'll, I'll demonstrate before you come up. Remind me to do that if I forget. But, uh, and I've always said you can't burn yourself with flash paper, but last year I burned myself, so I'm going to not say that. But you have to let go. Part of the releasing? <laughs> So it's appropriate you get burned if you don't let go. <laughs> and why we do this, I, I, I pulled something out of Dr. Ernest Holmes. Dr. Ernest Holmes is our founder. Uh, he wrote a book called The Science of Mind. He's written probably 50 books. Amazing speaker. He was born in uh, 18, I believe it was 81 or 82 in Maine. And um, he and his brother, Fenwick, uh, put together a, a, a compilation of material that eventually became religious science which is an offshoot of Christian science, which is now the Centers of Spiritual Living because it's a better designator. It also reflects that new name rec represents where we are as a movement. Now, if you'll notice, our new banners are up, a new design for living, and we put it, what happens for me when I put the banner across the top, which I've typically done, is that when a wedding party comes in, they say, can you pull that banner down? So I spend a lot of time putting the banner up and down. So I just got a roll up for us that we can use the hardware again next year for our new theme, but it's a new design for living and the design we put together is something a little more contemporary than what we've been doing. And also our, our, our welcome, everyone's welcome here, everyone belongs. And I have another one like that that we hung downstairs for the children because when you walk in, I want the kids to see that and be reminded of what we, what we represent as a spiritual community because everyone does, is welcome here and everyone does belong. 
Dr. Holmes had this to say about his, the movement. And, and you see in, in, in popular culture this idea of, um, of uh, you know, affirmative, uh, having affirmations. And we're, that's nothing new. Uh, you know, we see it in many, many modalities. There's many um, uh, teachings out in the world that use this to tap into the human potential movement without the spirituality, and there's nothing wrong with that. They function in a very high kingdom too, which is what I call a kingdom of manifestation when our spirit starts to wake up and we realize that we can direct our lives, so we're not victims. We move out of victim consciousness into manifestation consciousness. That's, that's high kingdom too. And so you have a lot of, there's a lot of groups on the planet that do that work. But what happens and what our movement is being called to and what I know in my heart is alive is for us to move into kingdom three, which is the kingdom of co-creation, where we live in oneness with spirit in such a way that we're intimately and intuitively guided, not only with our intellect, but also with our hearts. So it's a journey not only from the head, We've gone as far as we can go in the head to our hearts. And so this week is really about, I'm going, to t- I'm going to touch back into that word of error and that word of resistance that I talked about last week, and I'll explain it again. I won't uh, may, uh, get you up to speed with it. And then we're going to take that and we're going to look at what our word of God is. What is the quality? What is the essence? What is it that you are being called to live at your highest possibility in this moment? Because the way we activate this, the way we direct in high kingdom two is with intention and it's with clarity. And, and so those things where we lack the clarity or the, the consciousness, really all this work that we're doing is about. Unless the consciousness shifts, nothing changes. Dr. Holmes had this to say, Dr. Ernest Holmes, he said, he once said that the biggest problem he encountered was that too many people were walking around affirming what they liked and denying what they didn't like. The point of his comment was to suggest that merely living our lives according to our likes and dislikes will not produce any meaningful changes in our circumstances. And I'm very aware of this. I've been in this movement over 20 years. I've been, uh, this is my 16th year in ministry. Actually, I'm longer than that. I found this in 1980. So, 90, 2000. A long time, long time. I was only six at the time, but... If you believe that, I've got some land banking deals to want you to look at at the end of this, too. He continues, this is because our experience of life is created by, our experience of life is created by the emotional activity of our likes and dislikes. The experience of life is created by our emotional activity of our likes and dislikes. So when we have, we have beliefs behind every feeling we have is a belief. It's just true for all of us. We see things in the world, you read things in the paper, you see things on television, it triggers something in us. And that's a reflection of a belief that we have. And it's for most of us, for all of us, it's so deep that many times we don't even realize it's a belief, it's just who we are. Did you see, uh, I saw a, a quick burp, uh, Brian Burke, the general manager of the uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs was on TV and he said, I'm Irish and I'm crabby and I'm a mean guy and I'm never gonna change. And I thought, okay, well, and, and so that's his belief. It's not right or wrong, it's just an indication to me, I probably don't want to have a cup of coffee with a guy, and, and, but, but that's, that's that, a lot of people have that idea. This is who I am, and I'm not changing. Okay. Let me know how that works for you. <laughs> and what is it about us that we've got to maintain the status quo of being uh, unreasonable and crabby and mean and despondent and demanding and controlling and, and confrontational? What is that? I, I, you know, I, I look at, I mean, that's why we're in this room. I mean, all of us, have, most of us have been exposed to a, a, a more tradition, traditional way of being, although our tradition is eternal. It goes, well, this tradition, this way of thinking and way of being and living predates Christianity. 
<clears throat> but there were different names for it at that time. But what is it in us to think that, that something, there's something wrong with changing? I love changing. I love the new theme we have every year. I love putting the chairs in a different configuration. I love the beautiful musicians that walk in here. If I, if I did the same talk every week and we sang, sang the same songs every week, I wouldn't want to show up, would you? I mean, this is what Spirit wants to create. Look at all the beautiful things in the world. So why, why? I don't get this resistance. This is who I am. You know, I've always been this way. I'm always going to be that way. Well, thanks for, as, as uh, was it Yana Van Zandt or, uh, always said, if, when people show you who they are, believe them. So I'm a work in progress. That's why I took the, I, that was, last week when I fell, that was calculated. <laughs> actually, I told somebody, my knee actually feels better. I've been having trouble with my knee and I fell on it and it feels better. I thought, Wow. The divine is chiropractor. Thank you. It's amazing. As I thought when I went down, I thought, oh, man, this is going to be fun all week. So we have these emotions. The experience of life is created by the emotional activity of our likes and dislikes, and the feelings associated with them merely arise into our awareness in response to the people, places, and things that our inherent likes and dislikes draw into our lives. So emotions um, get stirred. And so when we're reacting, when we're in a reactive mode, that may or may not be the, the most optimum place for our consciousness and our being to respond from. And so the reason I think that we come together, I, reason why we're called to this teaching is because we get it, that there's something deep and alive in each and every one of us. As we, you know, we're, as Dr. Holmes said, are you a Christian movement? He said, yes, we're Christian, but we're also Buddhists. And we're also Hindu, and we're also Taoist, and we're also all other traditions. We follow it, we celebrate ancient wisdom if you look at our banners. We celebrate everyone. Someone told me last week we don't have enough women up there. And uh, I thought, well, we probably don't. But, but for me, it's, 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 it's to be able to say to the world, yeah, we get it that you've got ways of being, but there might be another way to look at this. Dr. Holmes said there's, to learn how to live is to learn how to think. So when we have things that we respond to, react to, we're being triggered. And the beauty of that is, I talked about gratitude last week, the three stages of gratitude. One form of gratitude is that we give to someone because they've done something nice for us. It's reciprocity, which is really a very subtle form of judgment. You've done something nice for me and I'm going to do something nice to you. And it's always nice. Someone gives you a gift, you say thank you. But it's still, it's still very conditional. And the, and the second one is to understand at a deeper level that everything that has happened to us happens for us. That everything, there's a divine purpose in it. And a divine purpose may be it's a repetitive, it's a repetitive reflection of where we are in consciousness, which is an un, un, uncomfortable condition. But the insight in that is to realize that my consciousness, my belief system below that created this, and I have the opportunity to change that. And there's something for me to learn in the uncomfortable condition until I'm ready to put it down. I'm going to continue to have it. So it's helped shape and form me and, and, and mature me spiritually because what we're here to do is deepen. We're here to grow our hearts. We're here to grow our hearts. What would, what would the world look like if everyone got together and realized, man, we're all in this together. All of us are in this together. You know, the great avatars, Gandhi talked about it, Martin Luther King, the Dalai Lama. You know, all those wonderful people, those avatars that bring us to life, they all talk about it. And we talk about it. And so what we're doing is we're giving birth to consciousness by growing our hearts and putting down those words of error and those words of resistance that have just become habitual. In ancient, in ancient Rome, when you were freed from prison, they gave you a white slate. 
represent you've paid your debt. Now it's time for you to create a new life. And so this is what we're going to do today. In a, in a few minutes, I'm going to invite you to come up. There's pens on the table. And write your new word of God. I'm going to guide you in this for a moment or two. And then you take this home with you. And there's three large tiles in the center. And I'd like you to, if you're, if you're clear about your word of God, we're going to leave this stuff available for the next 11 and a half months. Write your word of God on this, these tiles. And I've got a frame that's already been made. We're going to hang them and display it. And we'll have pens available. Because your word may change throughout the year. See, we start where we are, but it doesn't mean we're stuck with that. So don't feel like you've got to pick one, you can't pick the other. Work on the one that's the most potent for you right now. And so it's important, not only that, but it's important how we, how we release. There's a wonderful Buddhist, uh, Buddhist story, teaching story, about how he talked about he was traveling and he came to a river and he couldn't get across the river without building a raft. So he constructed the raft out of the materials that were in the immediate area and he got across the river. And then he picked the raft up and he carried it until he couldn't smell water anymore. Because he, he, he was in a land he'd never been before and he thought he might need the raft again. And he realized that he, 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 there was no more water facing him in the moment. So then he set the raft down and he t- set it on fire. He burned it. And Mark Nepo tells this story in one of my favorite books that I'm always re- referencing, Facing the Lion Being the Lion the lion. He said, there's a crucial difference between gratefully burning what no longer works and coldly discarding what is still living because we don't have the patience to care for what is cared for us. So it's important to realize the awareness and the consciousness we release things from. And to understand that all of it has come, the first two steps of, of gratitude I talked about. One is the reciprocity. I give back because somebody's given me something. The other is to realize they have the insight there's something of value here for me even though it may have been painful. And the third one is to move into that state because we give because you're the face of God. You are the face of God. And I'm so inspired by your presence because all of a sudden my perception has shifted because I've cleared the limiting ideas within my own being. I've sat in my own prayer chair. I'm amazed as I do this work how the memories come up from my childhood of things that I have done that I'm ashamed of. Just absolutely ashamed of. So I sit down and I do my releasing work. I do my prayer work. Because I've asked for this stuff to be revealed to me because I want to be the most clean, hollow vessel. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, be the clean, hollow vessel of divine inspiration and expression. And he was one of Dr. Holmes' inspiration. I love that. I want to be the clean, hollow vessel. Jesus said it another way. He said, you are the light of the world. So what is restricting your capacity to shine that light forth in bigger and bigger ways to grow your heart bigger? Well, we're carrying things that we don't need to carry. So we've been, we, we are freeing ourselves today by writing on this slate. We've been, there's a prison that we have imposed upon ourselves. And as you write your word of God down, you carry this with you this year. Put it somewhere where you can see it. What does it mean for you? And share your word on the community tile. Maybe not this week, but next week or weeks after. Whatever's alive for you. Saskia came in, one of our teens. She's going to do our closing treatment. She says, can I write on it? And I said, no, it's not a, it's not a graffiti board. You know, I don't, wanna, I don't want somebody to write, Gary was here. Okay? This is a sacred, these are sacred tiles. And what will happen with our community tiles is you share it, it will be an inspiration, and it will guide me in how I can best serve the community as well. And then we, we hold one another in prayer. Dr. Holmes has a beautiful article I read this week about group prayer and why it's so effective. As we hold this and as, we, as the soul of this community shifts and changes and becomes more fully orbed and is that greater clean hollow vessel of divine receptivity and expression... Who knows what's possible? But these are, this is the conditions that miracles require. 
So Mark Depo says there's, it's crucially different between gratefully burning what no longer works and coldly discarding what is still living because we don't have the patience to care for what is cared for us. This points up how imperative it is to face ourselves so we might live out of honesty, out of an honesty that knows the difference. So we are honest with ourselves to say, am I done with this? And if I'm done with this, am I releasing it in love? Because to push it away and once again to deny it will not change it. But to pull it up and look at it long enough to realize, you know what, you've taught me everything I need to know and now I'm going to change it. Now I'm going to release it. The Buddha, he said, otherwise we can easily think we are emulating the Buddha burning his raft when in fact we are being ruthless and betraying the relationships that have sustained us. Your word of error and your word of of, uh, resistance, which once again we'll visit in a moment, have sustained you. You've needed this for survival. If you believe in lack, one of the things I've worked on over the last several months, lack. And when I go to lack, then I go to worry. So worry has been a gift to me. It's given me somewhere to put my energy so that I can manage lack. Because I didn't have a bigger idea around it. And I didn't have these tools a year ago. And all of a sudden, when I release lack and I release worry, and I am grateful that God is the freedom that I am. Because I want to live in freedom and joy. I love living in freedom and joy. I love getting up and dancing. We get so uh, clean about this, we, we won't even have to come and do a talk. We'll just have Garth come in and do a bunch of dancing and singing with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in the releasing, if you haven't done the releasing, once again, there's flash paper there. Uh, Mark Nepo says this. He says, this leads us to another, oh, here it is. I want to share this with them. With a blink of our heart, we can slip from pilgrim to predator if we're not careful. With the blink of our heart. I love that, the blink of the heart. We can, we can move from pilgrim to predator if we are not careful. That is full of care. So to do it with full of care is different than saying, I'm done with that. I've done that. Then usually I'm back doing it within the next 48 hours. So it's, it's a sacred practice to release to clear the space. And then to continue to do the releasing, it's not a one-time thing. So hopefully you get your word of error and your word of resistance going, and you can continue to do that work until all of a sudden you know that, hey, this isn't, there's no power in this for me anymore. Time for a new word. He says, liberating ourselves in this way depends on the courage to burn what keeps us from discovering our inner authority. What keeps us from discovering our inner authority? For me, that's my question. It's very personal, I mean, and so I have to ask that question if I want to continue to do this work. What is it that restricts my inner authority? I want to live from the inside out. So when I look at the world and I see the world and I see the ignorance, see, we're not born in original sin, we're born in original ignorance. And when I see the ignorance in the world, I, I will respond to it, I'll react to it, and then I'll realize what's within me that's responding and reacting to that, and how may I do my prayer work, how may I do my work in my prayer chair so that I can show up and, and be a, a, a source of an answer to a problem rather than part of the problem. That's what I'm interested in. And don't think your p- prayers and your consciousness don't have an impact. It's the only thing that guides the world. And people are waking up more and more and more. So this is a process of that. So I'm going to invite you to get comfortable in your chairs. Take a deep breath again. And if you'd like to close your eyes, please feel free. I'm going to just visit, revisit. I'm gonna, I'd like to, you to think about it. I'm going to revisit what we did last week for those of you that, so you can catch up with us. 
And if, you, if you'd like to come up and grab a piece of flash paper and, and use that as a metaphor for beginning to release your word of error and your word of resistance, and I'll explain it in a moment, please feel free. If we're out of flash paper, just place your hand or move your hand over the candle high enough so you don't burn yourself. But it's symbolic of, of touching or the, blessing the flame and release if we're out of flash paper. So what I know in this moment as we move into this, that we, we tap into that higher wisdom self for each and every one. There's a higher wisdom intelligence that lives and moves and has its being within all of us. Not exclusive to us, but when we recognize it and embrace it, it has an impact. And so what I invite you to do once again is look at a condition or an experience in your life that you'd like to change. There is something within your life that you'd like to change. It may be a lack of money. It may be a lack of friendship or relationship or love or creative expression or opportunity. Employment, around your health. Wherever there's a situation. And just for the sake of this, pick just one right now. Pick one. What area is the most alive for you? And so when you're in that experience or that condition, what comes up for you? What is the one word that's alive for you in that experience? Is it lack? Is it I'm not good enough? I don't measure up? I will never have the opportunities? I am not loved? I am not respected? I am not, I am not worthy? Whatever it may be, what is that one word or that one idea that comes alive for you? That is your word of error. That is a belief that every time you think of it, you have a feeling. And that feeling is the signpost of that belief. They work hand in hand. And so let's just pull that up and look at it. Let's know that we're in this divine sacred space together and that there's nothing to be afraid of. That you are loved, that we are in this beautiful incubator of spiritual vibration of the Most High right here and right now. And so I look at it clearly and beautifully. And I realize not only has has it been painful, but it has come to teach me something. And I've come to master this idea of lack or limitation. And with that belief, now let's look at the word of resistance, which is the behavior. When you have that experience, what is the behavior that goes along with it? That's your word of resistance. So for me, as I shared, the belief in lack. And then the activity that I managed it with was worry. And worry sometimes would spin into frustration, and sometimes frustration would spin into anger. Though there are many brothers and sisters along the path. And so I want to invite you to be clear about that. And if you haven't released that, when you come up to grab your tile, symbolically release that in a sacred and beautiful and careful way, full of care. To bless it and honor it for all that it has brought to teach you. And now what I'm going to invite you to do is we're going to go even deeper, taking another breath, breathing into the heart of the cave, this expansive space, the one heart, And I want you to imagine that condition or that experience in your life being completely resolved, completely shifted and changed so that you live in the freedom and the joy and the love and the expression, the divine expression in a beautiful, wonderful way. I want you to see in your mind's eye and feel it in your heart. Who are you with? Where are you? Who are the people around you? Are you in your home? Are you in a a space of nature, of beauty? But the ultimate experience of that condition being turned around, being transformed for the highest and best good so that you are free from all that and any of that. What is that word 
What does that feel like? What is that experience? Because that is your word of God. That is your word of spirit. So I'm going to invite the musicians to come back up on the platform with me and join me, and they will play a song. So stay with that. Trust what comes up for you. If, if you have nothing right now you're clear about, it's okay. Please come and grab a tile when you're ready. Write on your tile. We have pens on the table up here. Write on your tile. So when the music starts, I'm going to invite you to open your eyes and come back up, but to just let you know we have these beautiful tiles on both sides. Please feel free to come up. Write your word of God on that tile. Take that with you. Put it in a place where it reminds you each week, each day, who you are. And then, if you'd like to share your word on our community tiles in the center. So what I know in this moment is each and every one of us is being guided divinely in all this and everything, in every good way.
and your intention is all of our releasing and all of our intending we will leave our tiles out for people that aren't here this week who will join us over the next several months and also our community tiles will be displayed next week so that you can add words as we go along and they will guide and inform us and what I know is that our, as our individual souls are lightened and illuminated and lifted and cleansed the community shifts and changes and as the community shifts and changes the world shifts and changes we take it from our heads to our hearts so next week if, you, if you're back uh, and and you'll, you won't miss anything if you're not. But what we'll do next week is we're going to take these ideas, these words of God, which we've identified. 
and we're going to, I have a collective, um, it's craft month for me here. Uh, I have a community heart that I've built, and we're going to tie ribbons on the community heart, which is a, a, a reflection in, a, in, a, in helping support each and every one of us taking these words of God, words of spirit from our heads to our hearts. And so our tiles will be up this year. Our community heart will be available. And then in the final week, Spirit's still working with me on what we're going to do the final week. I'll let you know the final week of the month. But the way to start the year and really create this space where we can all live in this juicy, rich, wonderful experience of Spirit in our lives and to put down the things that are no longer necessary but put them down in a very careful and mindful way and to embody and embrace the new possibilities. So thank you for being part of that. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for your, your love, your commitment to expressing and being your higher self. And so it is.